Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, boys and girls, before we get started, uh, like, share, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. The subscribers are growing. The reviews are getting better. And uh, it's important. Also, if you go to our online store, HoustonDynapod.com, we got some brand spanking new merchandise up there. And I'm going to tell you what, it's fucking dope. Also, for a limited time, if you enter the code BEARDY23, you will receive 11% off. Why 11%? That's its number. And that's also the amount of times I cried after he blocked me on Twitter. Tomorrow night, September 14th, 9 p.m., Rudyard's in Montrose. I will be competing in the funniest person in Houston competition. Tickets are $10, and they're in the show notes. On with the show. Here we go. He's got Ferreira at the far post. Can he get a shot off? It's Ferreira to get his second. Yes, he does. Goes in off the hands of JT Marcinkowski. Thomas Ferreira has picked up the second. It's 4-2 Houston Dynamo. Welcome back to the Houston Dynapod podcast. I'm your host, Finister. Joey's not here because he's a traitorous slut. I don't know where he is. He's been working a lot. But this is a preview episode. We have the uh, the top-ranked, it's amazing, top-ranked team in the West in their first season, St. Louis, here represented by Ball Watching. Justin, say the name. Ball Watching? What is it? Ball Watching? Yep. Yeah, Ball Watching STL. Ball Watching is what we used to do here a lot when we played. Uh, that is that is the kind of the pun that Jake went on it. I know there are some other ways to take that, uh, but that we try to take it. We kind of keep it a little bit more uh, PG with at least the name. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, it's 2023. Uh-huh. We can't we can't we're not going to uh, what's the what's the we are not going to marginalize that demographic. Yes. Thank you. OK, ball watching is what Tim Parker did while he was here, but we'll get to him. Yes. Uh, so, man, you guys are brand new, right? First year. Absolutely. I know. And you said first in the West, it is. And you kind of kind of stumbled through it at first because it's it's hard to believe, to be honest, dude. It's it's been kind of surreal for us. Um, I mean, it's been a lot of ups and downs. We'll get into all the details of that, but it's been extremely exciting. St. Louis has been showing out to all the games. I'm sure you guys have seen it um, on TV, on the Apple, but it's been an awesome year so far. Downs? You've had downs? You guys are like eight points clear of LAFC in the West. What downs have you had? It's your first the, year. And you're in first place. What, where, where's, exactly, the down? where's the down? There was a couple down. So, I mean, Joao Klaus, the main forward. So he played in our first five games or yeah, in our first five or six games. And then after that, we had a little bit of a stumble there where we lost to Minnesota, one, nothing, Seattle, three, nothing, but then we beat Cincy five to one, but then we tied Colorado, lost to Portland, lost to Chicago twice. Ew. I know it was a little weird April, May for us. Was not a fan. It's like you guys, dude, you guys came off to a flying start three and oh, wasn't it? Right. Uh, five and oh, yes. Oh, okay. Five and oh. Oh, my so bad. yeah, there was the best. No, you're good. Best starting uh, expansion club history. And, and I think it's also, I mean, we're breaking a lot of the records, but 
that was the most exciting part. But then we had that lull and I'm like, Oh God, we might have just started hot and just absolutely lost it. And it sounds like you're staying pretty humble with this too. Breaking all the records, fastest start in history, first in the West. You guys, it's, you guys staying grounded, aren't we? We we are. I will say that because I mean, going into the season, we were our hopefulness for me and Jake on the podcast was just to be pushing for a playoff spot, um, which we still are. I mean, nothing's for granted. I think we have our own little medic number calculation. We are pretty much clinched a wild card spot as of last game and getting a point down LA Galaxy. We've clinched at least the seventh. Um, overall spot, which would get us first round on away, um, not having home and yeah. field advantage there. And that's all just based on if people keep their points per match consistent to what they have, which we know that teams can get hot or get cold. So it's all relative, but we're feeling we're feeling pretty confident about it right now. Yeah. So, all right. So you guys have been around. This is the first year of the podcast. It's is it the first year of the podcast or did you guys start it prior to to kind of lay the groundwork? How'd that work? So we, we started it prior to, and that's all credit to Jake. Um, so Jake actually came to me in February of 2022 and was like, hey, I got an idea. And I'm like, yeah, what's up? He's like, oh, it's me for lunch. And I'm like, oh, God, this is going to be something way over my head. And he yeah. told me, he's like, I want to start a podcast. And I'm like, that's awesome, dude. Like, what do you want me to help do? Like, promote it? Do you want me to help, like, write stuff for you? He goes, no, I want you to co-host it. And I was like, I, I'm not that good at talking in front of people and all this. He's like, we'll get there. We'll get there. So we had a good one year of warm-ups with some interviews, laying the groundwork of, like, what the MLS is and getting people in St. Louis ready for it. And it's kind of exploded. You know, the best thing about podcasts is you don't actually talk in front of anybody, Justin. Like, we don't even have video on right now. Oh, I know. But the, yeah. but the thing is, on our, first, on our first episode, we didn't have video either. I still read my own intro. I was so nervous. I'm like, my name is Justin. And um, it, I, so my name is. Oh, yeah, man. It's, uh, dude, if, if you, I, this is uh, my third year doing this. I went back and listened to the stuff from season one, and I'm like, I should just delete all of it. <laughs> it's so like the, the stuff i said like uh the shit i said i was like i should just delete it no dude that's growing that's growing if, if anything it shows how well you and how far you've come with it so it's also it. it's also evidence it's what it is yes, it, yeah, also and i would say i'm assuming the i mean the dynamo are in fifth right now so it's a lot easier to talk about a winning team than it is when a team's not doing so hot there's only so many times you can say guys we lost again <laughs> <laughs> because they scored more goals and were terrible, and we fired our co- we dude. We have been through. I started supporting this club in 2016, 2017, somewhere around there. Because I'm I was late to soccer. I played football and baseball growing up, uh, track as well. I didn't watch soccer. I was like, this sport's boring. <laughs> Nobody scores. It's like the oh, it's yeah. like the it's like the band kids at prom. Um, and then, <laughs> I still uh, have I still have a couple of those friends, so it's I don't uh, blame you for that. But you know what, you guys, this, you, you guys, guys did. You guys didn't score at prom. You scored at band camp. We all know what went down there. Yeah, that shit was wild. It was an orgy. There's flutes involved, <laughs> oboes. Somebody gets stuck in a tuba. Who knows what happens? Hell yeah. Using the tuba for other reasons. That's right. Yeah, man, it was uh, – and I started this, and it was like, uh, this is uh, this is hard to talk about. Yeah. Because we were so it's... bad. But you guys, you guys have gotten lucky because there's very few clubs that – granted, when we came, we moved from St. Louis, and we won two championships back-to-back. Mm-hmm. So – we don't count as an expansion team, but we still had to, we still had to play the seasons, but like for what y'all are doing. And I read some stuff about how they laid the groundwork early years before they started planning on this roster years before they even hit the ground running. And what you guys have done is super impressive. And you guys sell out. How big is your stadium? Is it a soccer specific stadium? Yeah. Soccer specific. So they actually built it. And it, we were supposed to be in the the league the, uh, when COVID hit. So luckily they had a whole nother year to really work on the stadium. It's absolutely beautiful. State of the art. It's 22,500 people. Um, nice. So we do consistently sell that out and you can feel it. It is loud in that stadium. Yeah. We do not consistently sell out because it's hotter than Satan's Gooch in Houston. 
And they don't have a roof. They don't have a roof. They have some big fans, but everybody's like, put a roof on it. And it's not how engineering works post-design. I will say though, you guys have been, even if you haven't been selling out this season, I, what are you guys like nine, two and two at home? I mean, your home record is absolutely absurd. We should be like, we we've always been good at home because of the weather. The last couple of years with uh, Paulo Nagamura and Tab Ramos, like they were doing an, un, it was the most disorganized press I've ever seen. And I've seen like a college dorm have a fire drill at 2 a.m. Right? <laughs> it was the most disorganized press I've ever seen. And we sucked at home. Like we'd lost games at home. We were worse on the road. But this year, like Ben Olsen, man, he has fortified Shell Energy Stadium. Uh, the fans are, I think attendance is actually down from last year, which is incredible. Wow. Cons considering Herrera, uh, some of the guys we've brought in, the quality of, of the, the play on the field uh it'll it'll come back we used to sell out all the time we sold out to for 12 years consistently like we were we had we i think we still do we have the record for highest attended mls match wow in texas i believe we we hold some type of record here for attendance the dynamo do i, be, I believe that i feel like your guys' stadium is much larger as well than fc dallas and and, and i will say you guys had a couple good years there we have a couple uh st louis guys we just ran through our um preview earlier today Will Bruin, um, when he was yeah. down there, he's from St. Louis. Loved yeah. having him. Um, we had AJ Cochran on here as well. He was drafted in 2014, 16th overall for you guys. He kind of had a short stint for going down, but then Brad Davis as well, also from St. Yeah, Louis. Good so player. During Mike, those times, those were some exciting Houston Dynamo teams. My co-host is uh, Mike Chabala's cousin. Mike Chabala was on both of the MLS winning teams here. Mike's been on the show. Oh, wow. Okay. Mike, Mike was on the show and he talked a lot about Mike. Yeah. I like Mike. Uh but yeah, I didn't, I didn't get into soccer till late. My son started playing, and he's he's pretty good. He's in an ECNL league, which is like one step below academy. And yep. he got he, he moved up this year, or he did a tryout, moved up. But the travel is ridiculous. Now we got to drive everywhere, and I'm like, dude, you need to you need to get a scholarship because this gas money's killing me. Oh, absolutely. So I I actually that's I, when I was growing up in St. Louis, I was the first year where they made us decide between academy and um and high school sports, and that was my senior year. So I ended up choosing choosing Academy, and the travel is absolutely unreal. And a lot of times we're taking buses, going to Minnesota, going on seven hour car rides, and I mean it's yeah. just it's a full time job. I mean, luckily here with Texas, we have 40, 40 some million people, so we right. have a ton of clubs here. Like ECNL alone in the Houston area, there's three or four academies. There's you have the we don't have the Dynamo Academy anymore. You have HTX Soccer, but then you have a uh, like Albion Hove, you have Houstonians, you have Texians or Tech, whatever they are. There's so many, but yeah, we 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 have a big state, so we we're like our own country. We were our own country. We didn't do so well though. <laughs> we didn't do so well. So, uh, so you got? So did you? Were you in band or did you play soccer? Or did you do? Was both? I in band? Yeah, you said something about yeah, instruments. So I, I yeah, no, I I uh I just played soccer. Unfortunately, I wish I was not talented enough to do musical entrance. Uh. Played soccer uh, growing up and actually kicked football in high school because I had a big boot. And obviously, you've seen a couple of kickers do that now. And yeah. I think there was actually one. I think it's the Cowboys kicker now. Actually got drafted in the MLS in 2017. Didn't make it. Now he's kicking for the Cowboys, which is awesome to see. But yeah, played soccer growing up. Um, ended up choosing Academy my senior year of high school. Um, and then got to SLU for St. Louis University for soccer. Uh, nice. Probably one of the most storied collegiate programs, even though it's a smaller school, I think. I think we still have the most national championships. Either that we're tied with uh, Indiana, but got to play there for a little bit. Wasn't playing as much as I like, but still love the game. So pretty happy. Yeah. His uh, one of the guys that was recruiting him into like these, these 
it, these these programs where you pay the money and they get you recruited. He was a former Indiana guy. Okay. He mentioned he mentioned all the national championships, and I was like, exactly. I was like, my, my kids. He's not D one, but he'll he should play somewhere. Oh yeah, dude. But, that's uh, been, as long as he's having fun, that's the thing. Is like it's it's it was a good time at Slu playing D one, but it's a full time job as well. And I was not enjoying it as much as I should because I wasn't playing as much. And I quit after two years. It's like you still got to love the sport. If it starts yeah. becoming a job and you don't enjoy it, there's no point. But he's a freshman in high school now, and I go to him, how was your first day of school? He goes, it was weird. I got to the athletic period, and I was the only kid in it. I said, why? And he goes, it's the varsity soccer period. I was like, that's <laughs> badass. He, he's the only freshman. There's 50 freshmen that went out to play soccer, and he's the only one on varsity. I was like, dude, you better. I was like, you know you're not going to play a bunch. But if you can get, yeah. the, if you can see the pitch a little bit, man, in some mop-up time or whatever, I was like, that's, that's good, man. I was like, who's the best player? And he goes, the center mid. He plays center mid. I was like, damn it. I was like, hey, well, you... dude, that's that's where you can learn from them. And like, if you look at like Inter Miami right now, they have uh, Messi and they got the guy that just started. Who? Me- who's started. that? Who's Messi? Yeah, Messi. This, this Who? Messi guy. Yeah. yeah sounds dude, like a well, slob. I mean, Kermeski, that's actually, he just came on for the U.S. men's national team last night. He's only 18. So being able to like work and actually with Messi every day, that'd be just like your side. I'm going to now compare your son to Kermeski in their varsity soccer to Messi. Maybe a little bit of a stretch, but That's being so able to learn and hang out with the older guys for that, and then he'll get he'll get minutes on the freshman team or JV. They're going to want to give him yeah. time on the field, so it's only going to be an upside. Can you can you imagine not beating Uzbekistan in soccer? Speaking of the national teams, I'll try. I'll try. Yeah. Oh my exactly. god! How do you tie, dude? There's like seven people that play soccer there. I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. So that game for the U.S. was in St. Louis, and I went to it. I sweated it out, dude. We scored in the fourth minute, and then we didn't score again until, like, the, what, 87? How many shots was, did they have on target, though? It was Beckham's they, had more, they had more than us in the second half, I know at least, who which was pl- shocking to me. Who did, who, Jesus. Were the European guys there, like the Pelusiches and the uh... – Yes, right. it was it was oh, oh. Polsic, Weston McKinney, uh, Timothy Weah, or we started Turner and goal. It was the main dudes, except for Gio Reynos hurt and Tyler Adams is hurt. But it was, I, it's the main I, squad. I, I like Tyler Adams. I'm not going to say the other guy's name. I think he's a tumor. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What about Florian? Florian Bala, Balagun? Balagun, yes. He he played for us when he was in St. Louis, and then he scored last night against Omen. Um, so we beat them 4-0. Uh, we ended up beating Uzbekistan 3-0, so we handled it. But yeah. it was a sweat for a little bit. Yeah, that, that World Cup was rough, man. I was like, I know we're not talking Dynamo in St. Louis right now, but I was I was really high on Josh Sargent. I thought he had a good uh, good World Cup. But then Florian, when he saw what he did in Europe, it was like, this guy needs to play for us. I'm still so, really high on Josh Sargent, so he's a St. Louis too. boy as well. Yeah, me so too. So I'm, I'm hoping that he can he can stick it out. Uh, who's he with? Norwich right now. So, yeah. I mean, getting good minutes. He wasn't in the September squad that we just played those two games in. It looks like it'll be Pepe or Balagoon, but I'm hoping at least Josh will continue to grow and make the World Cup squad. I don't like Pepe. I think um, I agree. He does, yeah, he does very well against B and C teams in the Concacaf Gold Cup. Right. But, uh, he, exactly. He's not on the same level as Sargent. He's not on the same level as Way. He's not on the same level as Florian. Uh, he's just or, or or that other guy whose dad is a douchebag. Yeah. Giorena. Yeah. Giorena. And then I would even say Aronson's up there above him as well. I'm not a Pepe. Yeah. Fan. Yeah. I love Tyler Adams. Though. I love and McKinney. Like, I've said this before. McKinney is the chubbiest soccer player I've seen on the men's team, but the boy can play. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, sorry. You, you, you cut out there real quick. But yes, I heard you. That McKinney is the chubbiest soccer player. But dude, he knows how to use his body. I don't really get it. He's he's good with it. And he can ping some balls. Like if I had if I had to pick one of those guys to like snuggle up against and use as a body pillow, it's Weston McKinney. Oh, absolutely. He's Throwing he's a, an absolute just puffball. Yeah. And then, you know what? If soccer doesn't pan out over the holidays, Mall Santa. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, all right, man. Uh, do we really need to talk? How how is your season? You said ups and downs. Uh, you guys, I didn't think you would sustain that five and zero star. We talked about it, me and my co-host, and he loves your striker Klaus. Yep, Joao Klaus. Where's he, where's he from? Isn't he like Swedish? So he's, from, he's from Brazil, technically. He's a Brazilian. Um, he was playing overseas, and so actually, the the main connection there is Luch van his deal. I'd say the biggest credit to uh, bringing all these guys over, Roman Berkey, all of them. He is our sporting director, and he has connections absolutely everywhere. If you look him up, he has played professional soccer in six of the seven continents, and I want to say he's done something in Antarctica, and I'm not kidding. He, there's also an article on him. He died on the field and had to be revived. He was a goalie over in one of the European leagues, I believe. Um, but about going back to Joao, so he actually got injured right before that lull. So time he out, got time injured. out, real quick, real quick. Yep. So you have a guy named Klaus from South America. I wonder what his relatives were doing in the 40s. <laughs> I mean, we, we call I him we, Santa Claus. Oh, all right, keep going. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, just, I had a point. I mean, I know it's not Argentina, but it's close yeah. enough. It's like, wait a minute. Close, yeah. Close. No, but so he, mm. yeah. But he basically, so he actually unfortunately got injured back in April 22nd, I want to say, of this year. And He's he just came too. back about three weeks ago. They said originally when he went down, it was going to be 10 to 14 day quad, quad entry and ended up being like four to five months. Dude, he's fucking huge. Yes. He is massive. Also, if you look him up, he looks like he's 40. He's only 26. I'm looking at him right now. He's, oh, great. Awesome. I wish he was 40 because he lit this shit on fire when he came out. Yeah. Man, he, dude, I, I, like, my co-host loves him. Like He thinks he's a stellar signing. And he does. He looks extremely old. But Jesus, yeah. man, six foot three and he can move. He, uh, yeah. You know what, though? Like When you guys met us the first time, we didn't have – our back line was different. Oh yeah, we didn't have Sviatchenko. We didn't have uh, this. We have Mikhail. Mikhail's a big old Brazilian, six three, six four. Sviatchenko six one. Uh, teenage Adebe was there, but he's he's not going to be playing. He's coming off of a, a broken ankle, but he's gotten some okay. uh, some some mop up time with Dynamo two, Dynados. But our back line has been God. It's it's. I don't I don't know if our standings, our goal difference is great, but our goals allowed. It's it's very impressive. But Klaus is the real deal. He's a good player. Yeah, I think that's going to be that's going to be the fun matchup part of it is that you guys have, I mean, incredible back line and your goals against are pretty low and obviously have a great goalie with the most uh, clean sheets. Oh, yeah, and but, he's six foot one. He's, he's one of the shortest goalies in the league, too. Yeah. But when he has I a bad game, he has a bad game. Steve Clark is like, yo, I'm either going to have a clean sheet or you guys are going to score a lot. Yeah, I, that's what so that's what I'm wondering, I think. And we'll talk about all predictions and all that later, but it's going to be a good matchup because we have the most goals for in the MLS right now. 58, I want to say. Um, or sorry, fifty-five. But 55. also, we have, the most, we have fifty-five most goals for. But I think my my most up there goals stat of this is that we have fifteen different players with a goal this year, which leads the MLS as well. Your goal difference is eighteen, which leads both leagues. Second, yep. second is Columbus, who we just thrashed at home two 0 Uh, Love we it. have we have thirty-one goals for, or no, excuse me, thirty-six and thirty-one against. So, so yep. defensively, we're, we're we're pretty we're stout, and we've only gotten better, man, offensively and defensively. Um, well, so, and we we were looking at that as well. I think it's unreal how different it is for you guys at home versus away. Twenty six of your thirty six goals are at home, um, and then your goals away or your goals against. You only give up eight of thirty one when you're at home as well. Yeah, and you know we've never been a good road team. Uh, it's we have a haul like we have Austin, Dallas, Frisco, both teams I hate. After that, who's the next closest? Kansas City. That's a that's an hour and a half, two hour plane ride, and. You go to these places, and we've talked about this. Like people, are like well, you know, in in the Premier League, they travel, they win, they go, they go twenty minutes down the road by on a bus. <laughs> they go two hours on a train. We're going across the country, changing time zones. We're we're flying coach on Spirit. 
Oh yeah. You know, I mean, that's, Hector, that's Hector Herrera sitting next. Hector Herrera sitting next to a screaming baby and an overweight man. Like it's, <laughs> it's tough. It's hard. It is. That's what I don't get. Is like it's. I understand that. Like especially us in St. Louis, we got to go either east or west. But Jesus Christ, us going up to Seattle, going to L.A. a couple times this year. It's yeah. kind of all over, dude. It's, and then there's nothing you can really do to fix it unless you put them into divisions and basically put a. a cut the u.s in half down north and south and cut them in half down east and west but see that's I what, I, what I think that when went because mls is expanding and then this usl relegate usl relegation promotion thing, if it goes through uh that's going to be huge but the mls is expanding at a rate that eventually i could see four areas but then again you guys are in the middle of the country where do you go we're All southeast yeah. you know <laughs> you guys play everybody fuck them yes <laughs> they, they won the league in their first year they'll be fine exactly but uh, yeah, our season, man, it's uh, we're we're coming off three years in a row, two last place back to back finishes, and then uh one where we were just just north of being last. It was so it was really bad. It was a really tough time. We went out, we hired Ben Olson, and our supporters are very supportive. They're not. They they were they're grouchy. He sucks. He's terrible. And I'm like, bro, he look what he did in DC. DC loved him. And then Onstad had a couple of. A couple big Pat Onstad came out and said he scouted and signed a guy based on YouTube highlights in his first year as a GM. I was like, <laughs> you don't, Pat, you don't, Patrick, you don't say that. I know you're Canadian and you're nice and honest, but you don't say that. Yeah, and he's he's trying to probably like connect with the young folk, is what he would probably call them. Like, oh, I'm watching YouTube highlights yeah. and signing guys. Like, no, you need to get your butt next to that yeah. fucking field and get out there. That's like a coach being like, Well, I could beat him on football manager. <laughs> but it, it didn't work in the we did the overlap in the game. It just didn't work. Uh, yep. but man, this this season it it started slow. We were we were anemic in terms of attacking. And our our designated player striker, Sebastian Ferreira, we shipped him off because he's lazy, he doesn't play defense. Apparently, he doesn't want to score goals anymore either. So he's in uh Vasco da Gama, Brazil, somewhere. He's somewhere <laughs> down there. Uh we brought in a young Nigerian. We brought in uh who's the other one? Bossy, we brought in all these guys, these international guys, guys with experience, and it took some time to gel. But man, we are gelling. And if you look at our our form, the last six or seven matches, we've outscored people like it's like a ridiculous number eighteen to one, eighteen to three. It's it's a ridiculous number. Your last, I believe, your last five games, you have ten goals for and zero against, which is absolutely absurd. And yeah, that was one of the notes that we had in here that you guys, your mass, your your overhaul of your roster in the past year you've had 20 new signings arrive yeah. between the winter and summer windows but it's just absurd yeah it's crazy that's that's two that's almost two entire teams right and, <laughs> and, and it shows i mean that's it's a it's kind of a ballsy move you think about it from management's part because like where's the chemistry but obviously it's working and i will say like chemistry can be built pretty quickly if you look at our team as well like we're first year together and playing well but you guys have really started to gel most recently let me ask you a question what's your opinion on Corey baird <laughs> Uh, I don't know what it, what I guess. What are your thoughts? And I guess I could build off. No, that. no, no. Got, I, I know my thoughts. And four assists for you guys. He's been producing. I know my thoughts. I want to know yours, Justin, because I, I know how our supporters feel about him, and I know how I feel about him. I personally, I mean, when just looking at him and not, I mean, I'm not watching every Houston game, but just looking at guys' stats, he's looking like he's producing for you guys. I don't know what the style of play is or what he's kind of like in that sense, but. If he's got, if he's producing goals and assists and has a total of 10 goals and assists combined during your season, it seems like a guy that is relatively important to the team. He he has blocked everybody on Twitter, even me. And I'm I'm his biggest fan. It's sad. I cried. Is, is, is he just getting like chewed out by people? Dude, or not people were what? like, 
Because he, he was the number nine to start, and they were like, put in Ferreira, put in Ferreira. But Baird off the ball does a lot of things that Ferreira doesn't do. He presses, his intangibles, the, the stuff that he – he hustles, man. He's yeah. he's, he's only – I think he's second in distance to Herrera, I think, or Coco Carrasquilla. Coco Carrasquilla yeah. has been fucking amazing this year. But uh, I, I he's just – he's like – he's been a lightning rod, and then he went out and scored – did he get a hat trick or, or a brace? And everybody's like, all right, I'm sorry, Corey. Corey rocked like five goals in five games. People are like, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's literally, I mean, if you count League's Cup, he's got four goals in your guys' last six games. Yeah, he's not uh, bad. And also with that, I mean, he started the past however many games. So it feels like he's he's been turning it on, but I'm, I am intrigued on why he's blocking everybody on Twitter. Who's a, uh, yeah, especially me. Like the only thing I ever said negative about Corey was that he looks like the kid that wore a seatbelt on the bus to school. <laughs> And it's not a joke. He makes some of the strangest faces I've ever seen after he celebrates a goal. Oh boy! But uh, you know, who who's your who's your best player? Is it Klaus? Uh, I would say, I mean, in my opinion, it's Roman Berkey. Between the pipes, uh, I've got the most saves in the MLS All Star um, goalie, and I think he, as far as like a captain for us, he's been there. Because Klaus, I would say, is probably one of the more talented ones. He just missed so many games so far this year. I would say if you were going to pick the two kind of shining stars in our team. It's Berkey, and then a guy that also does a ton off the ball is Edward Leuven. Um, he is kind of producing stats for us as well. It's not only off the ball, but he just really owns the midfield, um, and he can just really ping some balls, and I love watching Leuven play, and obviously is very good with free kicks, has a couple free kick goals for us, but I would say between those two for sure, leaning more towards Berkey just with how well he's done for us and the amount of goals he's saved us. But, I mean, Leuven's got six goals and ten assists for us as well. Are Berkey and Leuven also uh, Germans that are hail from Brazil and Argentina? So, um, Berkey is actually Swedish, I want to say. Yeah, and he is. Then, I just looked at him. Yeah, even yeah. is German, He's German with the, the O with the umlauts on the O. You know who I like on your roster? I, I like him because he kicked ass in football manager, Indiana Vasiliev. How has he been for y'all? Do y'all not like him? I like him, man. I think he's a great young player. No, we do. I actually, I, I do like Indy. He's so he's one of those guys that we picked up from Miami, and he's kind of been in and out of the starting rotation, still getting plenty of minutes. But we've had a we've had a good problem recently of where guys are actually starting to come back and be healthy, and we have a lot of spark plugs that can fill in um, on the wings or kind of at the top of the diamond below Klaus. And so he's been one that's kind of been trying to find that role. Um, and unfortunately, Aziel Jackson has been really tearing it up for us, and he's kind of our spark plug. And people literally say he's the uh, human fidget spinner of just being I, that was my favorite thing that someone called him because that man is just nonstop energy with creation and indy's a different type of player great left foot great with some balls in and has some great free kicks but having a hard time finding a consistent starting role yeah uh shoot what was i gonna say dang it i can't remember man you said something who would indy. you say for you guys then who is your guys's Hector Herrera. Spark plug? oh okay. oh you were talking about we have the same problem where you're talking about guys we can plug in. We never had to argue over who would start. This is the first year where it's like, yeah, who's starting a left back? And we would argue or center back or, or right. Yeah. Mid. Never had that problem before, but now we do our spark plug. Our best player is Hector Herrera. Oh, I think, I, I think he leads MLS. He's up there in assists. He's up there in pass completion. Our spark plug when he's on, I'm going to say Coco Carasquilla, the midfielder from Panama. Okay. He got, he got here. Um, he played the gold cup out here and we scouted him when he played it, you know, at, at BBVA, it was BBVA back then. And they signed him and he got here and he was not very good. And it wasn't until he went on international duty this year and they lost in the finals of the gold cup that he really, it clicked because his, his, his through balls and his passes in the final third were lacking. And he just, everything was put together except for that. Now this guy has turned it on. He's got interest from Europe, rumored interest, you know, 
bids were value of six to nine million dollars. Uh, but man, he has he changed. And when he was gone, we went through that international period. We sucked. We were bad. Like if people <laughs> were flipping out, he came back, and it's been night and day. If you look at the international break, that we might have scored three goals in six games. Coco comes oh, back. Yeah, Coco comes back. Uh, he has that dynamic part to the midfield to go with Hector Herrera and then Artur, who's our destroyer, coupled with Amin Bossi, who's who's creative. And now we got options, man. And it's it's I would say we run everything through Hector, but Coco Karaskia is our spark plug. I like that because I, I mean Hector went, I think he's leading the league and he's what's fifth in like the MLS power rankings of individuals. So basically MVP. I don't know why they don't say it like that. He's but so then good. yeah, Karaskia, I think he leads the, or he's like second in touches on the team as well. So Obviously, some of the guys that we're, he, we were if, trying to focus on in our preview. If he's second in touches, I don't know who would be above him because we, we would compare stats. Hector would touch the ball 80 or 90 games a match, and then you look at the next one, it's 45 or 50. He's oh, so, yeah. No, sorry. I was, so saying, I was saying Karaskia was second in touches. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hector, Hector leads the league in touches. He's unfucking believable man. He's so good. And when he got here, came off the bench versus Dallas. We tied it up, got a draw, uh, and then he kind of just – didn't live up to the billing, but he came from Atleti. He was nursing an injury. Uh, they had the international stuff. This year, man, he has been worth – he's a steal for what we, we're paying him, what, what we got him for. He's a steal. He's been I'm phenomenal. feeling that similar way in some of our players as well. A little nervy to see how the offseason will go as some of these guys have really started to shine. And, I mean, eyes are all over the MLS now with Messi, but let's really hope we can hold on to him. Yeah. So here, here's a question. You guys are in first place. You score a shitload of goals. You allow a couple here and there. How do we beat you? Because I'm gonna, because I'm gonna tell you how you beat us. Okay. Uh, shit, I don't know to be honest because we're really good at home. How do you beat us? You've got to get our defenders to run backwards. You've got to get them to face the goal. And if you got somebody with pace, you can do it. Joey's the more analytical guy. Uh, I don't really know, man. You, you'd have you guys play down the wings or through the middle? The middle? You said diamond. I would say I would say for the most part, it's actually down the wings and serving some balls into Klaus. One thing that's good for you guys is I don't know if you saw we're missing Sam Adinaran, who's yeah, actually a red card. That, uh, yeah, so I mean, pretty bullshit red card in my opinion. Long story. Two yellows, handballed, it was he won, and then a poor tackle ten minutes later. So, but wait, yeah, so he's you're saying that pro referees did a poor job. <laughs> no, I I will never blame it on the referees, but they're so bad. Yeah, I'd, rather, I'd rather have I'd rather have Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder ref, ref a game than them. I think I, I mean I, I yeah that's pretty. I was just about to say I'd rather have no referees in the way that that game yeah. went. But let the, let the coaches call it. And Adinaran's been hot too. He's had a couple goals. He's got our most pace up top. I'd say Joao does have some pace, but I would say we look to go down the wings with some individualistic plays, cut it inside either with a whipped cross or cut it back. Um, so definitely not direct up the middle. We can play some through balls, but they'll be more down the wings than they will be right down the middle. Right on. So the, the thing with the wings is we we have Franco Escobar and Griffin Dorsey. Griffin Dorsey is a great story. Cut by uh, Toronto, cast off, came here, played okay, got a haircut, played a lot better. Then he started just tearing it up. This year he has been phenomenal attacking. And uh, we do attack down the wings, and that will leave that will leave some opportunities down the wings. But you have uh, our back line, Sviachenko, like Klaus is a big boy. Sviachenko, what is he? Six, six, one. Mikhail is God, dude. This guy, this Brazilian guy, Mikhail is wonderful. He's six, three. So we got some size back there to counteract Klaus because it used to be set pieces murdered us. And it's like you guys know what's coming. Find the big guy and body him up. And we we never did it. Like even even Tim, as big and strong as he is, he never scored for us in two and a half years. Never scored a goal with that big old head of his. 
that's what I that was one of my favorite facts right now is that Tim Parker has four goals for us this year. He's only had two in his career previously. Dude, He's been like... finishing things for us and getting absolutely up. And I mean, a lot of it is balls whipped in and him getting to them, but he's a big boy. He looks like the dad from The Incredibles. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah. Which not even just and so he's got the build like the dad from The Incredibles, but he's got the hair like syndrome, the the bad guy from The Incredibles. Yeah. That so so high for, flowy red hair. So for y'all to beat us, you have to negate Hector Herrera and you gotta beat us down the wings. Really, you gotta you gotta take Hector off the ball. You gotta beat Artur, who's been phenomenal, and you gotta go down the wings. H- how do we beat you guys? That's that's a good question. So I'll say I'll, I'll break it into offensively and defensively. I'd say offensively for you guys, something that we kind of struggle with that teams have really trying to been focusing on. It's, and I'm really apparent these past couple games is swinging the ball back and forth. You know that we like to call our our game energy drink soccer is what they've been dubbing it. It's a high press. And so if you're able to swing it quickly and get us like either out of position or off a couple steps, that can really break us down. I will say similarly to you, our center backs, you know that Tim Parker doesn't have a ton of speed. Joaquin Nielsen, he's a great starting center back for the Swedish national team, but he's just now getting back into it after a couple games. So those guys can be a little slower. So if you get some through balls and have us running back towards the goal, that can also be a little hurt, hurtful for us. And I will say, if you get chances, you got to finish them because Roman Berkey eats it up. I hope you guys, I, I hope I'm going to knock on wood on this one, but he's kept us in so many games and kept us in leads for that. But I would say overall, the thing that's hurt us the most is giving up late goals. I would like to, I need to do like statistics after the 70th minute. I feel like if we have, I don't even know how many goals against we have, I can pull it up, but I would say 70% of those are after the 70th minute. Yeah. That was the thing here when when Tim was here, we would piss games away in the, in the final, the final 15 minutes, but we have, you speak about finishing. We have a young Nigerian who is, he's incredibly strong. He's incredibly fast. His name is Ibrahim Aliyu, but he has, he has struggled to finish. He's got two goals and two assists here, but man, there were some opportunities against the galaxy. There was two. And he bottled both. And it was like, dude, you are making us lose our mind. Like people are like, he's got to do something. And he's been, it's a big adjustment. But if he can ever find his finishing form, holy shit, are we going to be dangerous up top? Because he is, he is a total package, hold up play, you know, strong. He'll body off the ball as fast as can be. He's just not finishing yet, but he's 21. Hey, that's, that's a good upside. I feel like we had that problem originally with Sam and Dinneran, big man up top huge downhill speed and wasn't finishing he's turned it on these past couple games so it's un- unfortunate that he's gonna be missing out on this one but hopefully we can pick it up with uh joao class and we even mentioned mentioned nico joachini he's been injured kind of the past two games he, he got 40 minutes or so last game um with a shoulder injury from three or four games ago but he has some u.s men's national team caps he's got some pace he's got some shiftiness and uh he usually finds the right spots and him and klaus have a pretty good connection when they're on the field yeah, the other one, the other winger, young young Colombian, 21, Nelson Quinones, he's also fast as shit. I mean, do you remember, did you watch MLS when Albert Elise, Ramel Kioto, and uh, Mauro Minotas were here? I don't think so. Jesus, dude. Elise is one of the fastest guys I've ever seen play soccer. Uh, we were so pacey up top, and that's kind of what we've gotten back to. Minus Corey Baird. Baird's not very pacey. He's fast-ish, but he's not like Nelson or Elise. But we, we have some pace up top, and I watched Tim Parker – get walked down by by offensive players for years so uh i would have we got to attack timmy we, we got to do it yeah I, and unfortunately that's what he's been caught ball watching a couple times for us i mean tim has also played incredible it's just one one thing i would say is making sure we don't track our runners as well as we have as well as we should with some of our center backs this year um which has given up some of those late goals so um tim's a big physical guy i love watching him play and love watching him win balls in the air and knock people off the ball on the ground but i would say 
turning and staying with runners as is a little bit of a weak point. All right. So yeah, we are we are at the point where we're gonna make our predictions, Justin. Oh boy. Are you ready? Actually, let me see if we got any listener questions. I posted these late. I don't know, man. We've I took a I took about like a month hiatus from the show, and it's been a it hurt our numbers, which is fine. We're still the number one podcast with the Houston Dynamo in my mind and my heart. But uh, let me take a look. So we'll go predictions first, and I'll see if I can get it. You go first. What do you think the score is going to be? So I'm going back and forth with this, um, and I'll tell you. So Jay couldn't join us. His prediction was a one-one tie, and that was originally my thought. Just knowing the clean sheets that you guys have had, how well you've been playing at home, we would love to go there and get a point and sneak out with it. And you know what, Finn? I unfortunately was going to agree with him, but I never predict a loss. I'll tell you that right now. I'm never going to predict us to lose. At Me least either. not with how we're playing right now. And so you're going to hate this, but I'm taking a one-zero dub. I do think it's going to be an absolute dog fight out there, and I really hope that this is. And maybe this is a little too optimistic on my part, but our away form hasn't been great. But I think that Roman Berkey's pretty pissed off at this defense. I think we have a full week at home to prepare for this. Our, we're starting to get healthy again finally, and this could be one of our first full starting lineups of true healthy guys, minus a dinner in with a red card. So I'm pretty cautiously optimistic. I'm going to go 1-0, which I know is never great in case you guys get one on the board and then in the first half and then my prediction's shot. But if we can get there and score first and hold on to our butts in the second half, I would absolutely love it. I have I've been dead set in this prediction since I looked at this match. I think we are going to win two to one. Okay. And I think I, I can see you guys scoring early. I can see you guys scoring early and I can see us scoring t- once towards the end of the first half and once towards the end of the second. You hey, know ne- what, then? That makes my stomach drop because I think you might be spot on. Uh, has Nelly been to any of your matches? I don't think so, dude. He's been to a couple Cardinals games, which is, which is literally down the street. So I don't know what's going on with that. I've been to St. Louis, man. I got a buddy who, who he was a comedian from St. Louis. He lives here now. But uh, I've been to St. Louis, and what I'll never forget, we stayed at the – it's by the Arches, the Omni. It's a it's a circular hotel. Oh, it was the, it was the Millennium. Yes. I was walking down the street, and dudes were just smoking blunts at the bus station. It was 2001. I was like, man, this city is ballsy. Oh yeah, it's always like that. No offense. I mean, yeah, now weed's legal, but it's. I mean, the, it's one of, one of the most dangerous cities uh, in the U.S. So yeah, we gotta uh, be careful. We landed at the airport and we took the train, and I was there for a fraternity conference. And I grew up in New Jersey. My fraternity brothers were from like the rich areas of Scottsdale. We get on the train, and uh, did, does the airport train run through East St. Louis? Uh, no, so East St. Louis is technically across the river, but you are in North St. Louis, which is, I would say, second to East St. Yeah. Louis. As I've been, to, yeah, I've been to a strip. What's which side is East, where Illinois is? Yes. Okay, I've been to the strip club right across the river, and let me tell you what. Yep. None of those girls were working through college. That was the first place I've no, ever seen a woman. Not. This girl had her. She had so many piercings in her hoo ha. It looked like a zipper. Oh, Jesus. But we rode the train. And my buddies are like, what What do we do? Do we talk to him? I said, just fucking ignore people. Don't talk to anybody. Don't look at them. You'll be fine. They were scared out of their minds. That's the I lost my dude. I lost my plane ticket at the strip club. 2002. <laughs> Luckily, I got home, dude. I couldn't find it. I lost my plane ticket at the strip club. I bet Zipper Twat had it and she flew back to Arizona. <laughs> but uh, hey, man, that's it. Uh, I appreciate you coming on. And uh Best of luck. I hope you guys do score one goal, but I hope we score two. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate it. It's going to be a fun one on Saturday night. So I hope you guys enjoy it down there in Houston. Yeah. I've already told the the, the guys, I'm like, give Tim a cheer. Like, I know he was shit when he was here, but he's not a bad guy. You know, be nice to him. No, he's a good guy and he means well. 
He does. He does. He gives great. Hey, have you noticed how solid his high fives are? I mean, I feel like everything that man, that man is a brick shit house. Everything he does yeah. is solid, at I, least I, like from a strength standpoint. I need his trainer. But uh, anyway, Justin, thank you very much for stopping by. <laughs> uh, and to my listeners, here comes the punchline. Go Dynamo. the far post can he get a shot off it's Ferreira to get his second yes he does goes in off the hands of JT Marcinkowski Thomas Ferreira has picked up the second it's four to two in Houston Dynamo Big shout out to my favorite band, Familiar with Failure, for the introductory music. You can find them at FWFTX on all social media platforms. Once again, that's Familiar with Failure. Check them out. Badass band. Cool ass people.